Welcome to the Encouragement Cafe with Luann and Friends, where the conversation is always hot and fresh. Comfort food for your soul is always on the menu, and friends are close enough to hug. Pull up a chair. We've been waiting just for you. Welcome to Encouragement Cafe. I'm Luann Prater. And I'm Rachel Olson. And Rachel, this has been one of the craziest times in life. And I feel like I am losing my mind. Now, I feel like that quite often anyway, but it feels like I am having a hard time grasping and holding on to thoughts. And and it it makes me think, Am I really losing my mind or is it just the time that we're living in? Yeah, you know, I think a lot of people can relate to that. It almost feels like time is speeding up somehow. It almost feels like there's more happening than we can even register. There's more information to take in than we can possibly read or listen to. And then, you know, if we do read and listen to stuff, whether that's all, all, you know, social media or in the news or wherever, wow, there's, (laughs) there's so much there often distressing that. Yeah. It's like, I can't, I I don't know what to do with all of this. (laughs) I don't know how to process it all. Well, there you go. I think that is, that's not only true of you and I, but I bet the gals that are sitting around the table with us feel the exact same way. And I would prefer to think that it's all about what's happening in our circumstances than to think it could be happening in my brain. You know what I'm saying? So (laughs) I am wanting to focus today on being forgetful, but really it's the flip side of that, remembering. Because there are so many things that we do forget day in and day out. And throughout the Bible... God was constantly telling his people to remember. Don't remember, you know, don't forget to remember. And he, <laughs> like in Deuteronomy 4, 23, he says, be careful not to forget the covenant of the Lord your God. You know, be careful not to forget. In other words, he's saying over and over, remember, remember. And I think right now it's very easy to forget that God is with us, that he, his promises are still true. And it's easy to kind of get caught up in everything else, but remembering that God is still in control. Mm. We need strategies then to remember. At least that's how I remember things is I have to make a to-do list or I have to Um, store all my passwords somewhere safe because I can't remember them all. Mm -hmm. I have to put things in my phone to help me remember. Um, You know, every year I do my one word where I pick a word for the year to kind of be my my theme for that year or my guide and my focus for that year. And inevitably, if I don't create some strategies to help me remember that word, I will forget it before the year is up, um, you know, Life gets crazy and gets busy, and, and we things fall out of our short-term memory. So Absolutely. Yeah, we need strategies. And I think, you know, one of those strategies in helping us remember God's commandment is the coming together of the body for, you know, worship and preaching and that sort of a weekly rhythm that helps us remember. I love that. I know that 
I feel like I have been missing so much uh, by not having that. And going online and doing church, at least it gets me, you know, in the right frame of mind. But there's something still missing for me when I don't get the hugs from, you know, I'm a hugger. I don't get the <laughs> hugs that uh-huh. I'm used to and, and all of that. But, you know, you said something really critical. Having strategies to remember things. You know, I, I took a continuing education class for my real estate uh, recently, and it was on the way that it was called cons, hacks, and something like that, uh, fraud. And it was talking about how uh, there are so many algorithms now that can detect your password just by figuring out what you like, what you don't like. I mean, it, we're all over the place in our in our internet and online things. So they suggested to come up with a short sentence as your password and then just change like a capitalization within that sentence whenever it tells you to change your password. And that way, the sentence is much harder for people to hack into, but it's also easier for us to remember. And I don't know about you, but I get so frustrated trying to remember my password. And and it can just send me, (laughs) on a normal day, on a normal day, it can send me over the edge. But going through everything else we're going through right now, I can just almost be in a pool of tears if somebody <laughs> says, what's your password? Like, no, that's torture. <laughs> I saw um, a, a comedian. I was on a YouTube clip. It was just a piece of their, you know, their show or whatnot. But um, he did this whole thing about passwords. And this uh, this was hysterical because he's like, okay, you know, the, the web hits online and we need, you know, we all want to have these accounts and we need passwords. And so he says, um, you know, he, he says, um, you know, everybody, you know, creates a password, you know, off of, you know, whatever it might be, their pet's name or something like that. And, you know, half the crowd laughs because that was what they did. They had their pet's name. And he says, and then they tell us we have to strengthen that a few years later and that we have to add a, a number. It can't just be letters. So we all take our pet's name and we add the number one at the end of it. And then everybody <laughs> in the crowd is laughing. And he's like, then a few years later, they tell us that's not strong enough and we have to add a character and not just a letter and so we all add an exclamation point to the end of the one at the end of our pet's name and uh anyway it was just so funny because uh you know everything he was saying all of us could relate we're like yeah that's what i did too yep that's what i did too (laughs) (laughs) i know and it was so it was almost scary because it showed a little clip about uh you know one of the things one of the passwords the number one most common password is password one two three <laughs> and and they they were like everybody is getting hacked because that's their password so they were saying if you have a sentence that means something to you then you'll remember it and it will be much harder to hack anyway strategies well, how, awesome, how awesome if you make that sentence a bible verse that you want to yes. remember i love that they could 
remember to look through the Bible and try to get some keys from. One of the things they do is is they follow your keystrokes, and they f- try to figure out a pattern. These algorithms. It was it was kind of creepy taking this class. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds very disturbing. This could be why you're forgetting things, Luann. <laughs> You're on the you're on the lookout for cyber hackers at every every time you open your laptop. I know I get sweaty just thinking about it. But you know the reality is finding ways to remember and I I love your idea about scripture because then we could make it something that not only helps us remember our password but can also help us remember God's word and his promises to us. Because it's so easy to slip into that space that says, what difference does it make? D- I-, I can't keep up. And, and we don't want to go there. We want to make sure that we realize everything is temporary. Everything. My daughter, who is now a mom... Uh, my youngest daughter, and she's uh, she d- won't mind me saying her age, but she's in her mid thirties. How about that? Okay. And she has two kids, and she said, "You know, Mom, one of the things that you said to me that saved me throughout my life, traveling abroad and all those things, was saying, don't get caught up with what's happening right now because it's temporary.' Never make a permanent decision based on." Your temporary. And she said, boy, that saved my life in many cases. And so I want to, I want to focus in on the things that will help us remember that what we're going through is temporary and God is still on the throne. And I love your strategies, Rachel. Well, you know, what you're talking about there is, is key and it's, um, Reminds me of a question that I will sometimes ask myself when I find myself, you know, wigging out over something where I like to ask, you know, is this going to matter to me in five months or in five years? Like how, how important in the grand scheme of things is it that I get this flower arrangement, you know, get this sunflower to stand up straight in this flower <laughs> arrangement that I can't get and I'm getting so mad and, you know, so, um, so yeah, it's that what you're talking about is sort of getting that perspective, which is what the scriptures bring to us, right? It often um, gives us that bird's eye or I guess you could say um, angel's eye or uh, heaven's viewpoint of what's happening on earth and reminding us that yes, this is temporary. Yes, there is an eternal life to come. Um, yes, how we handle things here can impact our eternity. So yeah, it gives us a perspective beyond just the, the minutia that we get so bogged down in day to day or the news or, um, you know, the, the personal drama we're in or whatever it might be. I love that because if you go look just in one book of the Bible, Deuteronomy, then the word remember is over and over and over and over. And it's God saying, hey, remember. And in Deuteronomy 32, 7, he says, remember the days of old. Consider the generations long past. Ask your father and he'll tell you your elders and they'll explain it to you. I love that because 
it tells us that, hey, look in the history books, look in your own past, and maybe where it, your journal comes in, Rachel, that you encourage us to write in, where we look back and we say, wait a minute, I thought things were really bad at that point in my life, and God saw me through. Or my grandparents said, you can't even imagine what World War II was like. And here's what they had to say about how God saw them through. So remembering is something that we can do just by, you know, if we if we need to jog our memory, ask a, a family member, ask a relative or someone that's older than you and say, look, I am wigging out over this crazy sunflower. And I know that right now it feels like it's making me nuts. Can you help me get some perspective here? So God's word and then talking to people that you respect that you've seen go through some pretty tough stuff. Yeah, you know, maybe that's why the uh, the Bible calls gray hair a clown, uh, a crown of, of wisdom and glory, right? That, mm. you know, you've you've seen a thing or two, you know, a thing or two. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, we hit a, um, you know, an economic slump or depression or downturn in the stock market or whatever it might be. You know, you talk to your um, grandparents who lived through the Great Depression and you suddenly have some perspective, you know. Mm hmm. Um, you know, I, I may have lost uh, a portion of my retirement account worth, but I still have a paycheck and can, you know, make my rent or my mortgage and I'm going to be okay. You know, I remember my dad uh, talking about people that his family knew. He was, he was uh, in elementary school when the stock market crashed. And uh, he was eight years old. And he said, I remember s some of my relatives uh, talking about their friends who jumped out of buildings and they got so distraught. And he said, I, I remember as a kid thinking, is it that bad? But his grandmother was a woman of God. And she said, no matter what, we're going to get through this. No matter what. And he said, so I, I just watched, and yes, we went without some meals. And yes, we, we lived on almost nothing for years, but we did have what we needed. And, and I got through that time of being in a depression without being depressed because of the people that came around me and told me, God's going to see us through this. So as we're thinking about forgetting what God has done in the past, maybe it's a great idea for us to look back and remember and share those memories with someone younger than us. Yeah, throughout the Old Testament, I noticed that um, God would often instruct someone to build a, a monument of sorts. O often it was nothing fancy. It was pile up some rocks right here in this spot um, so that every time you pass by this way or every time someone else passes by this way, they'll see that pile of rocks and remember that this was a spot where God came to our rescue. You know, that this was the mm -hmm. spot 
where I learned a significant lesson with God, you know, or wrestled with God or whatever it might have been. But yeah, so it was this, you know, create this visual reminder. This It was like a strategy for remembering. Um, same thing with uh, all the, the festivals and the rituals that we have in the Christian calendar, you know, Palm Sunday and the idea that we're going to bring out these palms or um, Ash Wednesday and we're going to, you know, smear some some ash on our forehead or, or you know, the, the Passover meal, all of these sorts of things in the Judeo-Christian calendar, they are regular reminders, essentially, mm. of, of what has happened and what ha- has become of it, which, you know, with God, it's always a happy ending. Eventually. <laughs> uh, right, right. And so maybe that's something not only we could do, you know, with the people in our family, the elderly that have wisdom to share and in, in looking through God's word, but maybe we should set up some of these reminders that remind us of, okay, 2020, you... <laughs> You are one for the memory book that I really don't know if I want to remember. However, however, a friend of mine's husband says, everything is an opportunity to learn a lesson. Everything. Mm -hmm. And so I think as we go through all of these things that we're experiencing, it's a time for us to set up some some altars of reminders, you know, like let's stack some rock in our backyard and name it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, God, you got me through that hurdle. And I realize now that it was a temporary moment and I don't ever want to forget the lesson that you taught me through it. Sometimes I think if I did that, Luann, my backyard would look like a rock (laughs) quarry. My neighbors would be like, what is going on over there? Okay, we'll come up with a different way to remember. (laughs) But whatever we do, I think it's important. And I know you're a big journaling girl, Mm -hmm. and I am a sporadic journaling girl. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I get on these rolls and I am like, I'm just like devoted to writing in there. And then I'm like, I don't know what to say today. And so then I kind of get away from it. And I know it's a matter of discipline and all of that. But maybe you write in your journal, maybe you paint. Sometimes I do that. I will paint like a tear coming out of an eye. And that reminds me. That, oh my goodness, I remember being so distraught at that moment. And yet, there's a sun ray that I paint over in the edge of the cloud. And it's just popping through and it's showing me that I can remember that God is still there. You know, in the New Testament, um, we're told to um, share our stories of what God has brought us through, that we and the ways that God has comforted us, and that we will be able to comfort and encourage others by telling them of the ways that God has comforted and encouraged and brought us through. So, mm. you know, you, we were talking earlier about, you know, talk to your elders. They've, they've seen a thing or two and they can give us some perspective. But also we have to be actively cultivating a memory of what God has brought us through 
so that we can be prepared to share that with others when they're in a time of discouragement or a difficult time. And as you said, you know, there are, there are lessons um, to be had in everything that we go through. Although in 2020, uh, it, I feel like we're going through so much that the less like there's 20 new lessons every day. And I can't, <laughs> I can't remember yesterday's lessons because I'm so busy trying to learn today's lessons and there's 20 more coming tomorrow. <laughs> Well, that's why your your journal is a great idea, although you might spend your entire day writing in it. I could. <laughs> no. I think I could. <laughs> so I love what you're saying because my hubby and I just had a discussion about we've noticed that a lot of... Um, a lot of things that we're, we see in a sitcom or a drama or a medical show or something like that, we will notice that people on the outskirts of a conversation, a doctor's having a conversation with a patient, and somebody that's just standing on the sidelines, you know, the orderly that brought the patient down, is listening. And they're taking away a little nugget from that, and then they turn around and incorporate it into their own life and and Dwight and I were just talking about that like you know we never know when our grandkids are listening to our conversations what little nugget are they taking away what are they going to remember from our conversations so that they can turn around and use it in their life 10 20 30 years from now are we talking to one another and sharing stories that will help them be better or bitter. Well, yes. And so, you know, our, our kids and grandkids can definitely pick up on how we're reacting to uh, the current events in our lives or, you know, in our, our workplaces or in our country. And they can definitely pick up on it. So like you were talking about, um, I think you said it was your, your dad listening to um, the stories of people, you know, despairing to the point of death over the Great Depression. And he was, there was your young uh, boy saying, is it really that bad? You know, they're taking cues from us to decide, is it really that bad? Mm. Mm. And so, you know, that's why... I wanted to talk about this today because remembering what God has done in the past is critical. I mean, we got to hang on to the memories that God brought us through when we thought there was no hope. Because when we look back and we remember those and we share those, we say, God, I don't ever want to forget I don't ever want to forget these times that you've brought us through so that I can turn around and declare how you are always there no matter what. Mm -hmm. The psalmist says, I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember the wonders of old. Um, throughout the whole Bible, you know, you mentioned how many times in Deuteronomy it tells us to remember the ways of the Lord. Remember, he delivered us from um, the land of Egypt, from the, you know, house of slavery. Um, so many, so many times we're told to remember the, uh, the Lord our God. And um, so that's, uh, that's not just a um, 
a, a task that God wants us to do because it'll make him feel better to be remembered and appreciated. <laughs> that is a task that God gives us to remember the things that he did for the people of God, to remember the things that he's done for us in our lifetime, not so that he um, can be appreciated, but so that we can maintain faith um, and build faith and share faith with others. Well, that's that's what we're doing right here, right now, is helping one another remember. Remember that we're not going through this alone, that God is with us, and so are we, your friends at Encouragement Cafe. And if you need a little bit of encouragement throughout the week, you can jump online at encouragementcafe.com. Hey, may the God of hope give you the courage to encourage others. We'll see you back here next week. Thanks for joining us today at Encouragement Cafe with Luann and Friends, where women gather, friends laugh, and hearts mend. Let's continue our conversation. Hop online when you get a chance to sit down and breathe at EncouragementCafe.com. Remember, this is God's ministry, so we ask for your prayers as we reach out to women in Jesus' name. We'll see you back here next week where we fill you up one cup at a time.